0: Happy Friday, and welcome to Tribe Talk Live. We're so excited that you're here with us today. Uh, We have a special guest, Dr. Tom O'Brien, who's going to be joining us. Uh, And uh, before we get started, I'm just going to go over a few of our little rules as we get started. And the first one is to put yourself on mute. So if you're not on mute, put yourself on mute, because we hear some background noise. And... um, Online, that can just kind of be a little bit odd, right? Like if the dog is barking or the baby's crying or whatever, or the lawnmower's going outside, then it kind of takes over on the audio, <clears throat> Perfect, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that you guys are here. So let me go back and tell you, we've got Dr. Tom O'Brien. He is a friend of mine and a mentor, and uh, he's a big supporter of what we're doing in the field of mental health and uh, and autoimmune disease, chronic disease. Um, I believe he is gonna be chiming in today. I believe he's gonna be chiming in today from um, South America or maybe Central America. And so uh, we're just waiting for him to jump on. Happy birthday, Stephanie. I think that we should do happy birthday. Why don't we all sing, Stephanie, happy birthday? And I don't know how it's gonna work if we all take our mics off and unmute ourselves, but I'm thinking let's give it a try. Ready? One, two, three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. Yay! <laughs> we love you, Stephanie. See, it doesn't have to be that bad. We're here with you. I'm sending you a virtual gluten-free, egg-free, dairy-free birthday cake. <laughs> um, so um uh I believe that that he's down in Costa Rica right now. And so we're just waiting for him to be able to get on. So uh, he may be having some internet connection trouble. So uh, what we're going to do is um, I'm just going to give the mic over to Ann and we're just going to go ahead and get started and uh, wait, for, wait for Dr. Tom O'Brien to uh, join us.
1: All right. So, so hopefully you all have heard of Dr. Tom O'Brien. Uh, he has several well-known books that are out there. The first one was the autoimmune fix, which came out back in 2016. And that was an award-winning book. It was number one in several categories on Amazon for, for a long time. and. Um, He has another book that came out a couple years ago, his most recent book, which was called You Can Fix Your Brain, Just One Hour a Week to the Best Memory, Productivity, and Sleep You've Ever Had. So we're so excited to have Dr. O'Brien with us today, and hopefully he's going to be hopping on in just a minute. Um, And he's going to be talking about several different things today. He's going to talk about some of these underlying conditions that are contributing to uh, why some people are coming down with coronavirus and why others are not. So he's. We're going to touch on that, and we want to remind you that you know this is this is all for you. This is for you to be able to ask your questions to the experts and get some answers. So um, think about any questions that you might have. You know that we haven't covered on our on our previous. Um, Tribe Talks, and you can start putting some questions down into the chat. In fact, while we're waiting on Dr. Tom, if you have any questions now that our panel can get to for you, you can put those questions um, down into the chat box. Uh, Last time we talked about mindset and the importance of mindset and why it's so important to start looking at some of that past trauma that we all harbor and addressing those things. And so I'm curious to see if anyone uh, did any work in that realm in the past few days. Has anyone, um, you know, picked up any habits like gratitude journaling or done any mindset work in the past few days? Would be excited to hear about that. Linda chiming in, saying she started some meditation. Uh, meditation is such a wonderful one, and it, and you get such amazing benefits pretty quickly from adding meditation into your routine. It's something. Um, that we certainly talk about all the time. So um, again, if there's anything you guys want to want to talk about or want us to go over while we're waiting for Dr. Tom, go ahead and, and put that into, into the chat box. Stephanie says she's been gratitude journaling and Dr. V, we talk about gratitude journaling all the time and how that's such a very simple practice you can do. It only takes a couple of minutes every day and it's incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, what you um what you think about and what you speak out loud um and uh and even what you perceive with your eyes and your ears, like when you're listening to uh the news or you're watching TV or you're reading things on on Facebook or whatever, all of that has an impact on you because because your your brain has a hard time, your, you know differentiating between like you know what's real or what's not and so and so it's really important you know when you gratitude journal you are um i I really feel like you're adding so much power to your words because you know it's you're speaking them onto paper and so and 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 that's a form of meditation in and of itself when you're focused on writing things that you're grateful for and and um and focusing on your desires, we don't want to use the word want, because that implies that you don't have, right? So when you when you focus on your desires, and you're giving gratitude for, for everything that you have right now, and everything that you're grateful for right now, that's a form of meditation, because you have to focus your mind so that you can figure out what it is that you do want, and then you stay focused on that. So like a really good example of one of the things that we've been doing Greg and I here at the house, and we've really had to really jump into it even heavier than, than we normally do because there's just so much going on, and I don't even need to go into that. But um, uh, we actually started creating a digital like photo album, and the way that we're doing it is we're creating a slideshow in, in Google Drive, um, and we're using Google Slides instead of PowerPoint, And we are putting all, we're putting pictures and quotes and all of the things that we are grateful for and all of the things that we are uh, all of the things that we desire, um, you know, with our health and, you know, having a home and, you know, just all these different things and we're putting them in a lot of them in picture form. And then, um, Greg is going to put it onto a little thumb drive and every day once we complete it, we're probably going to continue adding to it, honestly, but we're looking at it every morning and we're watching the slideshow go by right and that's our our online like our gratitude journal we're doing it like I said some of the slides are just words some a lot of them are pictures of things and so you know that's something that that's our way of getting our mind off of all of the negative things and all of the worry because that that's what happens right when you're when you're looking at all this negative stuff all the time, and you don't know what's the truth and what's not, you start to what? You start to worry. And that's not going to do you any good. And so what we do is we're focusing an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening on adding to our digital little photo album. And so that's an idea for you guys
1: also. Um, Do we have any questions? We do. We actually have one um, coming in from Diane, she's asking about collagen powder um, and if that decreases serotonin.
0: Well, that's a great question. Actually, um, it can in some people. It can. Um, my question to you would be, you know, do you have evidence of having low serotonin? Um, and, and, you know, how much are you doing and have you noticed that it changes your mood or that, you know, are you noticed that you're having changes? Um, when you, when you, when you take collagen powder, right? So yes, I've heard of that and I've even read about the mechanism of action of that. Um, although, you know, Clinically, I feel like most people are not going to have a problem having some collagen in their diet. And if you're suspecting that you are, then go within and pay attention to how you feel, right? So, you know, if you're not sure, if you've been taking it for a while and you just heard about this and you're wondering if it's affecting you, the best way is to stop it. Stop it for at least seven days. So, seven to 14 days, stop it and see how you feel right? And then, and, and take note of that. And then if you want to test it again, add it back in and then see if how you feel is changing. And, and that's always going to be your, your best indicator if that's something that you need to stay away from or not. So Wonderful. Um,
1: if anyone else has any questions, you can go ahead and start putting those into the chat box. But Dr. V, last time um, at our last try. A talk. I remember toward the end we were out of time, but but several people were mentioning that they'd be very interested in hearing you talk a little bit about genetics and and kind of explaining, um, you know, genetics and genetic expression and the difference between the two of those. So maybe while we fill time, we've got a couple minutes for you to kind of explain the difference between those.
0: Okay, sure. Um, so genetics let's talk about that so many people are hearing about um, genetics they're hearing terms like you know genetics epigenetics nutrigenomics uh, pharmacogenetic testing there's all these you know terms flying around that have the root word genetic in there and um some people are really excited about it while other people are afraid and they're you know we'll hear things like my grandmother had alzheimer's and my mom you know i think she's coming down with early onset dementia and i don't want to look at my genes because i don't want to know if i have that well let's talk about that for a minute your genetics it's the master key it's the it's the manual, it's the operations manual for you, and by understanding your genetics, it empowers you. All right, your genetics doesn't determine, um, you know, whether you're going to have like a good life or a bad life. You're, you know, as far as like d- disease processes and things go. In fact, you have 95% control over how your genes work or don't work for you. And we like to call that how your genes express or don't express for you, right? And and when I say that you have 95% control of that, it's because how your how your genes and how even all your systemic other systemic engines, like your organs and all that, how they function for you is is largely dependent. You know, like 95% so on your mindset, how you think, on your environment, you know, um, what you're eating, um, your lifestyle choices, you know, are you, do you stay up all night and you have terrible sleep hygiene, or are you, do you, or are you paying attention to your sleep hygiene, what you're eating, what chemicals that you're exposing yourself to? These types of things um, can either help the body and optimize the body, or they can really hurt the body and you know so much so that it actually affects your 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 genes and how they work now a lot of your genes are driving chemical reactions to happen in your body right so like you know a really good example would be like some of your methylation genes a lot of people have heard about mthfr and um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about MTHFR in just a minute. But that's one of many different genes in a subset of genes that we call methylation genes. Okay. And methylation genes are so important because you know, the MTHFR gene and all the other methylation genes, because we have a lot of them, it's not just MTHFR, these genes drive over 250 different chemical reactions in your body. And so, and so we want to make sure that, um, that we understand how those genes are working. And if those genes are not working properly, there are things that we can do to go in through the side door to get those genes working again. It looks like our guest is here today. So, yes, where are you? I can't see you. Dr. Tom?
2: Yes, hi. Can you hear me okay?
0: I can hear you. Hi. Thank you for being here.
2: Oh, thank you. My apologies. Uh, We have been doing coffees with Dr. Tom every morning on Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, uh, YouTube, and this one ran over, uh, uh, but I've been talking about COVID all week, and uh, uh, I'm sorry to be late here, and it's really a pleasure to be with you.
0: That's okay, Dr. Tom. We knew that we knew that if you weren't here that there was something going on. and so we're just glad to have you. We already introduced you. And we have so many people here that are so excited to have you on today.
2: Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's really a pleasure of uh, just listening to what you're talking about. and it's so great to hear uh, uh, people like you uh, uh, talking about these critically important concepts. Now, it's Greek to some people about methylation and what that means and all that, you know, the bottom line about genetics, if I may, the bottom line is it's not as important what your genes are. What's important is if they get turned on or not. And so it's called epigenetics or around the genes that determines if you've got the Alzheimer's, if you have Alzheimer's in your family, you want to know if you have the gene. Why? Because if you carry the genes for Alzheimer's, I'm going to sit down and read to you from the book. And people look at me, and I say, the book of life, which means, hey, you've got this gene. This is a weak link in your chain. You pull at a chain, it always breaks at the weakest link. One end, the middle, the other end, your heart, your brain, your liver, your kidneys, wherever your genetic weak link is. So your brain's a weak link. Stop pulling on the chain so hard. What does that mean, doc? It means learn how to live an anti inflammatory lifestyle. There's no pill that's going to stop inflammation. It's what's on the end of your fork, it's the, where you live. I mean, if you live in a moldy house, you're throwing gasoline on the fire all the time. Every breath you take, you're throwing gasoline on the fire in your brain. That's why I had to move from my house because we had mold in there. And Dr. Jill Carnahan, my good friend Jill, she had to leave everything. when, As soon as she realized that her brain was going, it was mold, she left. She left her books. She left her clothes. She left her furniture. She just got out of, out of dodge, right? So you have to identify what is the environmental trigger that's setting off that gene. Where's the inflammation coming from? How am I pulling on the chain? And that's exactly what you have to do during this crisis time of, of Concern about immune system function is what's causing inflammation in my body. Um, What's coming out of Johns Hopkins and so many other institutions, there's consensus that of the 20% of people who get symptoms and eventually have to go to the hospital with those symptoms, every single one of them, there's only one reason why they have to go to the hospital. Every single one of them, their immune system's not working well enough to take care of the virus to keep it in check. So most of us, the estimates are 60 to 80% of us are gonna get exposed to this virus. It's another virus that's out there, it's a nasty one, but most of us are gonna get exposed to it. But the question is, who's gonna have a strong enough immune system to not allow the virus to get a good hold in, in their bodies? And who doesn't? If you don't have a strong enough immune system, now you start getting symptoms. So the symptoms are, you get a sore throat, you get a mild fever, you get a little cough, you get a little diarrhea. If you're lucky, they go away. If you're not lucky, they keep getting worse and you have to go to the hospital. But there's three different categories that we're talking about with this. The category of before you're exposed to the virus, what can you do? The category of you're exposed to the virus and you're getting some minor symptoms, what can you do? And the category of you have to go to the hospital. What you what can you do? There are three different categories, and all of it is centered around, except for the last category. If you're on a respirator, that's different. But most of them, and I won't say all of them, are centered around how can you help your immune system to work better? That's a bottom line. And what does that mean? Well, if immune system compromise is always because of inflammation. And there are some people that have genetic vulnerabilities to not very well-functioning immune systems, but most of us, it's inflammation. You're living an inflammatory lifestyle. How are you throwing gasoline on the fire, right? Where's the inflammation come from? At the cellular level, it's always inflammation. Is it a brain cell or a kidney cell or an immune cell? Is it gasoline or kerosene? Where is it coming from? Is it gluten? Is it mold? Is it... Uh, phthalates that have you've been absorbed in your body uh, over the years of putting nail polish on or uh, uh, is it mercury because you're eating tuna fish? I mean where is it coming from? but it's inflammation that's the way we have to look at all this and everybody we've grown up in a society now that has been um, uh, addicted to convenience well I you know, like my head free little ear pads, ear pods, so I can listen to my music. You're putting a battery next to your brain on both sides. How good do you think that is for you? Well, they say it's not a problem. Of course they do. They're making billions of dollars from this. You know, c- cigarette smoking was not a problem in the 60s if you believed what was coming out. Margarine was not a problem in the 70s, if you believed all the garbage that was coming out, right? Electromagnetic pollution is a problem. It's not the only problem, but it's a problem. So how are we contributing to the inflammation? Right? <clears throat> right, I'm going to pause there. I'm sorry I got on a roll because I just got off of an hour and a half of doing that. But, so that's a bottom line message, is we have to reduce the inflammation, to strengthen our immune system to deal with this virus,
1: I I'm, I'm I think that's wonderful. I'm glad you went on a roll there because you kind of laid the groundwork for where we kind of want this conversation to go, Dr. Tom. And um, you know, you 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 mentioned how a lot of people are living this inflammatory lifestyle, and it's very true. I mean, that's that's you know, American society, how we're, how we're, how we're taught to live in a a lot of ways. And so you have a lot of people right now who are sort of panicking and saying, oh my goodness, I really need to change my lifestyle. I've been doing all these things for days. Where do I even start? And is it going to help me during this outbreak if I start now? Is it too late for me to start doing these things you're talking about?
2: If you're above the ground, it's not too late. Bottom line. absolutely not. You change your metabolism in one day by the food you put, by what's on the end of your fork. In one day, you change your microbiome in two days by what you eat. And your microbiome, 70% of the immune system is in your gut. 70% of everything to protect you is in your gut. And you change that environment in two days, depending on what you eat. Everyone should be focusing on rebuilding the diversity of your microbiome. So let me start there, if I may. Mrs. Patient, when you go shopping for vegetables, always buy organic, always. Uh, But buy a couple of every root vegetable in the store. Get rutabagas and turnips and parsnips and radishes and sweet potatoes and carrots. Not too many white potatoes because of the blood sugar problems with those but get every root vegetable there is. And every day you have one root vegetable. Well, I don't know how to cook a turnip. Well, neither do I. So what I do is I dice it up and I slice an onion, I peel some garlic, a little coconut oil or avocado oil, saute it all together so it's softened up, throw some peanut sauce on it or a red Thai chili sauce or whatever sauce you want, and I eat it. Well, what about parsnips? I dice them up and I slice an onion and peel some garlic and saute them in some coconut oil or avocado oil and add a little peanut sauce or red tide chili sauce or whatever you want. And I eat it. It doesn't matter how you get it down. You just need to get it down there because the root root vegetables feed the good bacteria in your gut. And you don't want to eat just one root vegetable. You want them all. Because every root vegetable feeds different good bacteria in the gut. And how you strengthen the gut is by the diversity of the good bacteria you've got. And while you're transitioning, Mrs. Patient, I want you to take some uh, prebiotics. Oh, one more thing. Go on Google and type in list of prebiotic foods. Print the list out. And you're going to find out a banana is a prebiotic. Onions are a prebiotic. And I want you to have one root vegetable every day and two from the list every day. So what we're doing is we're training you to change your lifestyle. And for the next couple of months while you're doing this, I want you to take a supplement of prebiotics. And your doctors have many good ones that they can recommend to you. I like one called Mega Prebiotic and I take it every day, but for the next two months, Mrs. Patient, I want you just to take a little extra. Then, I want you to get five different types of fermented vegetables. Get sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, fermented beets, curry flavored, whatever you like, but get five different types, and every day you have a forkful of one different type of fermented vegetable because when you ferment vegetables, you're producing those families of good bacteria, and you're inoculating your gut with the families of good bacteria. And don't, eat, don't just eat sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's good for you, but change them up, because every vegetable, when it ferments, produces different families of good bacteria. And what you want is the diversity of the microbiome. And while you're doing this, for the next couple of months, I want you to take a supplement. And I like uh, spore I like the spore supplements, but there are many good probiotic supplements out there. And then the, the fifth thing you do, so root vegetables um, uh, and list of prebiotics, two of those a day and one root vegetable and take a supplement of prebiotic. Fermented vegetables and take a supplement of fermented vegetables. And the fifth thing you do, Mrs. Patient, in England, they call it stewed apples. Here, we call it applesauce. So you take four or five apples, organic, always organic, critically important, cut out the seeds, dice them up, put them in a pot, about one-third the height of the apples with water, throw some cinnamon in there, maybe a couple of raisins, turn it on high, bring it to a boil, about 10 minutes, look in there. When you see a shine on the skin of the apple, it's done. The shine means you've released the pectin From the apple and pectin increases a substance in your gut called intestinal alkaline phosphatase, IAP. And IAP is such a good guy for you that uh, there's so many things it does. It builds the good bacteria. It helps the good bacteria grab a hold and colonize. It reduces the bad bacteria called endotoxin that gets into your bloodstream. It turns the genes on to heal the leaky gut. It reduces cholesterol, it reduces triglycerides, it increases insulin sensitivity so insulin works better. All these things happen because of increased IAP in the gut and you can increase IAP by eating a couple tablespoons of applesauce every day, fresh applesauce. So those are recommendations that everyone, you start that today and in three, four days, your immune system, your Pac-Man, the teeth are much sharper Going through your your bloodstream and going through your body, trying to protect you, just by doing that.
0: Those are such great recommendations. Um, and and just going back to the root vegetables for all of you listening, like yeah, the root vegetables. So many of us like we'll just walk right by them in the produce section. We kind of look at them and go, mm, maybe one day, you know, and we're not sure, right? Because we we just. We, we didn't grow up with them. We're not sure what to do. They look like they're like, what do I even do with this thing? But Dr. Tom O'Brien, he sautés them. Ann and I, you know, we'll go and Dr. Tori, and, and, and we recommend this for all of our clients too. Buy, specifically buy every single one of them. Like just buy them. Like every week when you go to the store, just buy them all. Buy one or two of each, of each one. And you can even roast them. So Dr. Tom, uh, he sautés them on the stovetop, I like to roast them and I just put, you know, um, avocado oil on there and the salt and pepper, pop them in the oven and 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 of course I'm chopping them all up and I don't know what's what by the time it's all on the baking sheet. I don't even know what's what. And when I go to check out and the lady at the counter was like, which one is this? I'm like, I have no idea which one this is. I have no idea. Let me go back and get the sticker that was, you know, that's maybe I can find a sticker because I don't even know what, they're, what they are. But they all taste really good once they're done. Sometimes they're a little bit bitter when they're raw, but they taste really good when they're done. And somebody mentioned in the chat box about, you know, what about eating them raw? Yeah, you could eat them raw. But again, some of them are really, really bitter. Some people like to do, and this is a really good idea if you can, you know, if, if you can handle the taste of it, but you can take just a a little tiny bit, like a little piece of, of, you know, two or three different ones, and you can add it to your smoothie in the morning, uh, raw, and you're getting some really good probiotics. We call that like a, a probiotic masher or something. I don't even, I don't even remember what we call it, but yeah, I mean, those are really, really good ideas, Dr. Tom. And we also use, a lot of that same line of the microbiome labs with the with the mega mucosa and the mega prebiotic and the mega spore probiotic. Those are really really good. Um, those are really really good products.
2: Yeah, and you know we we've all been to restaurants, fancy restaurants, where they shave some of the root vegetable and put it on the dish raw, and they're really thin. And we say, oh, that's kind of oh, it looks like a radish, and oh, the radish are usually. Oh, that's pretty good and then I want the other ones that are on the salad too right so yes of course you need a ball
1: awesome awesome I love how you laid that out Dom and made it easy for everybody to start implementing those few recommendations that you had right there and, right and while we're talking about while we're talking about adding some of these which may be new foods for some people into their diet We were talking about the immune system. What are some of the other nutrients, food-wise, that you recommend, or even supplement-wise? Because we have some people in the chat um, asking about supplements. What are the nutrients that you recommend during this time when everyone's trying to boost their immune system?
2: Yeah. Um, One more thing on the root vegetables, and then I'll answer that. Um, You know, we're we're apprehensive about things that we've not done before. You know, I think of someone like, would my mother start cooking with jicama and the answer is absolutely not or you know with turnips absolutely not she doesn't know what a turnip is and of course she won't so but then if you visualize it you know my my kids got me a cuisinart countertop unit for a chicken you know and you put the chicken on the spike and you put it in there close the door and it rotates around And in an hour and a half, I've got a roasted chicken, which is really delicious, right? And there's a little drip pan under there. So I just slice, I dice up these root vegetables, all of them, and I throw them in the drip pan. And then as a result of the fats from as you're roasting a chicken, you can do it in the oven the same way. Just throw them in the pan. And by the time they come out of the oven, they taste delicious. You have no idea. Is that a turnip or a rutabaga? I don't know. But it tastes really good. So don't be apprehensive in trying these new things. Just throw them in a roasting pan with a chicken, and then you'll eat them, and you're getting the root vegetables that will change the microbiota in your gut in one day, and you'll start strengthening your immune system right away. Now, what are the other foods that are helpful? Most important, after root vegetables and fermented vegetables, most important are the family of foods, and this is a geek term, but don't freak out polyphenols. So what are polyphenols? Polyphenols are the colors in vegetables and in fruits, like in berries. And the deeper the color, the more polyphenols it has. Now what these polyphenols do is they prevent the virus. See, one of the things this virus does, when the virus grabs onto your cell, the immune system Senses that and gets in there and grabs onto the virus. The problem is the virus secretes this substance that prevents the immune system from grabbing onto it, from recognizing it. Polyphenols grab that substance produced by the virus. So then the immune system is not inhibited to go after it. So that's raspberries, blueberries, beets. That's just the everyday foods that are deep and rich in color. Those colors that are in there are compounds called polyphenols that reduce the virus's ability to hide from your immune system. That's why you've got to eat the colors of the rainbow every day, every single day. You've got to have a bunch of different colors of the rainbow. Our friend, Dr. Deanna Minnick, Uh, came up with the rainbow diet a number of years ago. And she's got a paper, a research paper, that should be easy to access. She lists 168 different foods and which polyphenols they've got in them. And, you know, which ones have lycopenes, which ones have lemonines in them, which ones have nirinogens in them. And you don't have to know all that geek stuff. You just need to know purple, purple cabbage, blue, berries. Everybody, no, that's not true, not everybody, but um, if you eat a cup of blueberries a day, every day, within three years, your brain's working as well as it was 13 years earlier. At One cup of blueberries a day. That's why my freezer has always got five, six, ten packs of frozen organic blueberries in there, because I eat them all the time. Uh, 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 So eating the deep colors of the rainbow should be the priority of the foods that you select to eat every single day. You have to have a little protein, so a little chicken or a little beef if you eat beef or turkey or some eggs or whatever, but the majority of what's on your plate should be the rainbow colors. Critically important right now to help your immune system. Wonderful.
1: When, so when we're talking about... Inflammatory lifestyle and changing that inflammatory lifestyle obviously the food and diet is a huge part of that What are some of the other things that people need to be looking at when we say inflammatory lifestyle? What are these other things that they need to be addressing aside from the food?
2: Well the fir- well the first thing is what's on the end of your fork that's the most common Inflammatory trigger and everybody knows well. I really shouldn't eat too much of dot 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 You shouldn't eat any of it right now not not too much of it you shouldn't eat any of it well i'm stuck at home with my husband and my god he's not been at work you know we're at each other's throat right now i need some cookies no you don't you need some berries you don't need some cookies right so you have to start thinking like that you have to recognize that the habits we have for comfort food are, are what's causing the spare tire around our midsection you know Only 18% of us, 18% in the US are metabolically healthy. Only 18%, I mean, what does that mean? It means the rest of us are far from metabolically healthy. One in three of us has non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. One in two of us are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. 75% of Americans are overweight. And if you're overweight, you're twice as likely to have a severe response to this virus. 42% of us are obese. And if you're obese, you're more than three times more likely to have a reaction to this virus. So the it's, it's our current state of affairs that have put us in the position they're in. Right now, as of this morning, Johns Hopkins told us that one, it's 28 07 percent of all the reported cases of coronavirus in the world are in the U.S. Now, they're only reported if they're having symptoms. And 28 points, almost 29% of all of them in the world are in the U.S. Why? Because of how we live our lives. And so, you know, this is a reality check. Well, what pill can I take and still eat my cookies? Doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's why one of three elders now, according to the Alzheimer's Association, one in three elders dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. One in three of us. That means on this call, one in three of us will die with dementia. And uh, um, it's because of the comfort lifestyle that we've developed and that we feel entitled to. Well, I can have a cookie because I haven't had a cookie in two days. No. I mean, if you say, I haven't had a cookie in three months. Okay, I'll give you that one. All right, go ahead and have a cookie. Enjoy it. As long as it's gluten-free, right? But we're so used to falling prey to comfort foods. All right, so that's that's enough about the foods.
0: Well, it's so important that you bring that up. And I know that you're really... You know, all of you are listening and you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, he's really hitting on this hard, but you can't out supplement a bad diet. and You can't out supplement a, 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 you know, bad lifestyle choices. And you know what, you know, this, this pandemic is proving too that, I mean, there's, you know, there's not pill for an ill approach. It doesn't work. And, you know, and, and a lot of supplements are out of stock right now okay, a lot of the supplements that we know are preventing viral replication, you know helping literally to save a lot of these people um, and help prevent us from getting sick with much more than just some mild symptoms. A lot of them are out of stock like vitamin C being one of them. There's a lot of research on it. I just posted some more research to some of my different um, you know doctor friends in my circles yesterday so there's a lot of research going around behind the scenes and we're all you know, collaborating and we're, we're um, assimilating this information, we're taking a look, but Dr. Tom is telling you, you can get it from your foods. I mean, granted, you know, you may not be able to get, you know, three three grams of vitamin C out of your food every day, but if you're eliminating the, the inflammatory foods, and you're, and you're taking care of yourself with all the other lifestyle choices that you need to make. So sleep hygiene, you know, getting a little bit of exercise, you know, not allowing yourself to get stressed out by watching TV all day long. And you're eating healthy. Those things are going to do, you know, those... That's going to do miracles for you, and that's why he's spending so much time talking about this. I mean, he's been talking about food for 20 minutes now, but you know, understand that Dr. Tom, he's one of the top, you know, functional doctors in the world, and here he is talking to you about what he's not giving you the magic pill, he's not giving you protocols take this much vitamin C, take this much selenium, take this much whatever. What's he doing? He's talking to you about your food, and that's because it's so important. What you put into your body is so important.
2: The most common, thank you for that. The most common trigger of gasoline on the fire is what's on the end of your fork. That is more common than anything else. It's dominant, that's why, and it's overwhelming for people, you know, we're all stuck in the way we live our lives. We all are uh, at whatever level we're living our lives, but we're stuck there. And that's why in my book, the subtitle is just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity and sleep you've ever had. Because in general, we're all overwhelmed and we don't have time to do any of this and there's too much to do. So you allocate every Tuesday night after dinner or every Sunday morning after services, whenever it is, but every week at that time, you're going to allocate one hour to learn something new. And when you learn, because you read the book, that you store leftover foods in a plastic container in your refrigerator, the next morning, that food has phthalates in it, the chemicals used to mold plastic, and phthalates inhibit your brain function, and many other things, but inhibits your brain function. Oh my God, I've been using Tupperware my whole life. And then you go, so, but in that one hour, you go back and you look at the three URLs I give you. MilesKimball.com, Amazon, and whatever the third one was. And you look for glass storage containers and you say, Oh, oh, I like those. And you order three round ones and two square ones and one for the pies. And you pay with your credit card, you hit send. It took an hour to do that. But you're done for the week. But never again are you going to poison your family with minor amounts of phthalates in the food uh, because you store the food in plastic containers. Give the Tupperware containers to your husband to put in the garage for the nails. It's really good for that. Or to your kids for cramps. You know, it's good for that. But get it away from your food. But there are hundreds of these little things that you have to do. And it's overwhelming to try to do them all. So the only thing you have to do right now is to make a commitment once a week. Once a week. Or if you're locked at home right now, maybe it's one hour a day. Uh, that you'll learn one new thing, you know, but in general, one hour a week, and I'm going to, and when you learn about phthalates and nail polish, they get into your bloodstream and go into your brain, and that accumulates after 20, 30 years of this, what happens to the brain? And so you're going to learn, okay, and then you go to the URL for organic nail polish, organic cosmetics, and you order a couple of them, and you just start playing with this stuff, and you just learn one thing at a time. It's overwhelming for people, um, especially I'm sensitive for the people who are carrying an extra 10, 20 pounds right now or more that we feel stuck in, in that situation, not knowing how to get out of that situation, trying to be healthy. I mean, you're watching this. This is your hour a week. You know, you're watching this right now. You want to be healthier, but you're stuck in the habits and don't know what to do. Just start with the root vegetables, maybe. Just one thing. There's so many. No, no, no. What's the pill I can take that'll make me better? And I can keep the spare tire on my midsection. There is no pill for that, right? Only 18% of us are metabolically healthy in the U.S. now because we all have this kind of stuff going on. Eight out of 10 of us have this stuff going on right now in our bodies that make us unhealthy and weaken our immune system in the U.S., that's why it's so prevalent here as uh, compared to other places in the world.
1: You know, that's a shocking number when you put it that way. 18% are metabolically healthy. It really makes everyone stop and think, or it should make everyone stop and think. And, you know, while we're talking about food, I want to get to a couple of questions that we have here in the chat. Judy is asking for your take on the carnivore diet. There's so many different diets out there and, and, And you're always hearing one diet's better than the other, or you should try this one or that one for weight loss. What is your take on the carnivore diet?
2: Yeah, um, the diet that's best for you is determined by your metabolism and your lifestyle. Uh, For some people, uh, a carnivore diet is great and their body thrives. For some people, not many, but some. Especially though, my experience clinically, especially those that are blood type O. Blood type O is the oldest blood type on the planet. Our most ancient ancestors were blood type O. They were hunters, nomads. They followed the herds year round. They didn't do agriculture. They didn't grow stuff. They ate berries and seeds and harvested animals. They followed the herds. <clears throat> As nomads. So especially blood type Os, they thrive when they have higher protein carnivore type diets. And of course, it always demands that you have the highest quality foods possible, grass-fed, grass finished, all of that. Uh, but some people thrive on them, some people don't. Uh, it just depends. So what what you want to look at, what what I have people look at is what does your immune system say? right now and is your immune system fighting food if your immune system is fighting food don't eat that food meaning if you have antibodies to that food don't eat that food well, well what do you mean the blood test says i'm sensitive to 25 different foods don't eat those foods oh my god what am i going to eat there's a lot more than 25 foods on the planet right you have to learn some new things uh while you're transitioning your microbiome to a healthier microbiome. People that are sensitive to many different foods, they, they almost always have a leaky gut, which is why they're so sensitive to so many different foods. You do a 90-food blood test for somebody, and they come back sensitive to 25 different foods, and they say, oh my God, that's everything I eat. Well, of course it is. Your immune system's trying to protect you because you have a leaky gut, and these big molecules are getting into the bloodstream called macromolecules. There's nothing wrong with your immune system. Stop eating the food and heal the gut. How do you heal the gut? Change the microbiome. Change the environment of the gut to heal the gut. You can't heal intestinal permeability or the leaky gut by taking supplements and then keep the same microbiome. It won't work. You have to change the microbiome. Well, how do I change the microbiome? I just gave it to you. Those five steps. That is priceless. That's PhD level material on getting healthy quickly. Those five steps to change the microbiome. Have a little applesauce every day. You'll be happier.
0: Yeah. And someone was just asking about, you know, well, what if I have food sensitivities to fermented foods? Well, this answer, this same answer still applies. It doesn't matter what the food is. You know, there are a lot of healthy foods out there, whether it's fermented foods, root vegetables, you know, different types of vegetables and fruits that people will often have food sensitivities to. Um, and, you know, and, and that is a surefire sign that you have permeability in your gut or that you have leaky gut. So you've got to go in and you've got to fix the, the leaky gut and you've got to reestablish that gut microbiome. Once you do that, you often find that the foods that you are once sensitive to, you no longer have those sensitivities to anymore. So if you're developing food sensitivities, you've got to ask yourself why. Uh, Because if you don't, and you don't start taking action to fix the gut microbiome, you know, you're going to end up where you only have one or two foods that you can even eat. And I mean, we've actually seen that clinically where people come into us and say, oh my God, I can only eat these two foods. I've lost a lot of weight. I can't eat anything else. I get really sick. The first thing that we do is we start figuring out why their gut microbiome was disturbed, why they have leaky gut, we start removing those barriers, healing the gut, and then, you know, and then, you know, five months later, it depends on the time frame, on what's going on with the person, but eventually they're able to start adding all of these foods that they were once sensitive to, they're able to add them back in. Absolutely
1: so we've talked a little bit about making sure you have a diet that's you know helping support your immune system um but in talking about the covid you know issue what are some other things aside looking aside from looking at your food and boosting your immune system you know washing your hands what are some other things people should be doing right now to make sure that they and their family stay healthy
2: yeah i saw one of the questions here about zinc and and uh uh there is a malarial drug called hydroxychloroquine that has been fast-tracked by the FDA to be allowed for COVID-19 because it seems to help. I'm not endorsing the drug, but I want to talk about the mechanism of how it helps. And the, this drug uh, is a pharmaceutical takeoff of quinine that comes from the Chinchona tree that um, they've used for 350 years as an anti malarial substance, quinine. And it was in the 1880s that the British troops in India were given quinine to help prevent malaria. But quinine is really, really bitter. So what did they do? They put a little sugar and a little fruit. Uh, uh, in it, and I just started smiling and said, oh, is that where the Julie Andrews song, just a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down? That's where it came from, right? Is, is the British troops in India taking quinine? Well, um, quinine is, is the active ingredient in tonic waters, and, um, you know, the British were taking um, quinine for uh, um, prevention of malaria and they got permission and were able to use a couple of teaspoons of gin with it. That seemed to really, that's where gin and tonics came from. So tonic water is high in quinine. Now there there are cheap tonic waters that use chemical derivatives. um, So you always have to look for um, uh, the list of ingredients in tonic water to make sure it's got quinine in it. And um, the dosage for quinine is 500 and some milligrams uh, at a time, whereas the amount of quinine in most tonic waters is about 80 milligrams. So I'm not endorsing it as an anti-malarial. But the reason I'm telling you this is because um, uh, the medication helps zinc get inside the cell. And the way that zinc helps your immune system is that when it gets inside the cell, it prevents the virus from replicating. So you wanna have enough zinc, that's important. And although most people will not have been tested for zinc and they can't get out to get tested for zinc right now, there's nothing wrong with taking 30, 40 milligrams of zinc a day for the next few weeks. Um, It's not gonna hurt you, it's not gonna hurt you. And the concern about taking too much zinc for too long is that you can deplete your copper levels because zinc binds with copper, right? But you don't have to worry about it if you're taking zinc for a couple of weeks. It's not going to be a problem. And so I've been taking zinc now for about four weeks, and I've not tested my copper level, and I'm not going to. And I'll take it for a couple more weeks, and then I'll stop knowing that I've built up my levels enough. But we're also drinking tonic water every day, just having a little bit of tonic water. Because it's going to help your body utilize the zinc a little bit better. Quinine helps zinc get inside the cells.
0: Wonderful. I hadn't even thought about doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really that's really really great. Um,
2: so zinc so zinc is one. Yeah. Vitamin D is another. Um, there are just so many studies on vitamin D. There's there was some concern about. Um, the, the, the catcher's mitt on the outside of the cell that the virus grabs onto is called an ACE2 receptor. Uh, well, vitamin D also grabs onto an ACE2 receptor. So there was some concern, boy, could we be helping viruses get into the cell? But there's no science that has confirmed that. It's a rational theory. There's no science that's confirmed it. And there are many, many, many studies on the value of vitamin D in helping your immune system to work better. So I'm going to err on the side of having adequate amounts of vitamin D. I think everyone should be tested for their vitamin D levels. I think it's the most important test you do every year in a physical. Much more important than, cancer, than cholesterol tests is a vitamin D test. And this is the time of year when people's vitamin Ds are really low in the late winter, early spring. So they're likely to be low right now. So uh, there is a finger prick test that you can do for vitamin D. That's really easy. It can be mailed to you so you don't have to go get a blood draw. But if you can't get a test done, I'd rather my people err on the side of prevention and take 10,000 units of vitamin D a day for at least a week, sometimes more, and then 5,000 a day thereafter just to protect yourself. And the studies are really clear how helpful that is. And I've never seen a study say there's danger to that. So vitamin D is really important. Zinc is important. Vitamin C is important. And we are titrating people on vitamin C. I'm guiding them on how to just do it at home. Uh, If you can get an IV, that's the very best. If you can't, uh, liposomal is okay to take for a while. Um, I don't like the idea of taking liposomal long-term, but for short periods of time, there's no problem that I know of with it. Uh, But for those that take the standard way of doing vitamin C, um, I have them taking 1,000 milligrams every waking hour, count how many servings they get in a day, and then go to sleep, and the next day do the same. And eventually, you're going to get diarrhea or gas-loose bowels. So you count how many doses you had that day, And if you've got loose bowels at 12 doses, then the next, you stop, don't take any more. Then the next day, you take 75% of that, which is nine doses throughout the day. So you'll take it nine times and spread it out so it's not too close. And you stay at that nine-dose level for as many days until you get gas or diarrhea. Then the next day, you back it down to 75% of that. So that's going to be five five or six doses spread out during the entire day and you stay at that dose for as many days as it takes until you get loose gas for diarrhea. Then you, next day you cut it down by 75% again and that's going to be four, three or four doses throughout the day, total throughout the day. And when you don't get gas or diarrhea, that's the dose. That's what your body can take right now. And that's what you need. And it helps sharpen the teeth on your pack mat so they can go through your bloodstream and just keep going after viruses and bacteria. That's
0: really, that's really great. I love how you explained that. Um, we also you know, have been telling people to take the oral vitamin C. We do have, I don't know if you have ever met Dr. Dave Dornfield, have you ever met him,
2: Dr. I Tom? I don't know, I'm not sure.
0: So, Dr. Dave is on the call today. He wanted to, uh, you know, jump on and hang out with us. And, and he's actually going to be um, speaking um, on our show here in a couple of weeks. Um, but he was making a couple of comments here. He is actually actively doing IV vitamin C therapy um, with his um, patients. He's up in the Northeast Coast. Uh, Dr. Dave, are you, are you still on with us? Yes, I am hi it's so good to see you
3: hi there thank you for the great uh, talk today
0: thank you so much thank you so much and i'm glad that you guys uh, get to meet each other you guys totally need to know each other dr dave he is I ended up meeting him so that all of you can know, and you, Dr. Dr. Tom, also. I ended up meeting him because Dr. Tori and I do a lot of work with chronic disease and and Lyme disease. We do a lot of work with Lyme with Lyme patients um, around the country, and um, and uh, uh, we learned about uh, Dr. Dave's mastermind group um, and and some teachings that he was doing, and so we all went to. Where
3: do we go? Utah. Utah. We did a Lyme uh, ski retreat yeah. over in Utah. Yeah. It was a fantastic event with Tom Warcroft and uh, Darren Engels and uh, Tori and Elena and a bunch of other really great practitioners from around the country. And trying to talk exactly like Dr. Tom was saying about how important our immune system is, how bad the environment is affecting our inflammation how we need to watch out for the toxins of the valleys. I'm not gonna repeat everything you said because you, you really, really did a great job in explaining things from the beginning time when Elena was talking about genetics and then Tom kicked into gear. We, you know, you are what you eat eats. You can't just think about you are what you eat. You gotta think about what was that animal fed? Are we doing the right thing? Are we washing off our food properly? Are we storing it in glass containers, not plastic? Are we wrapping our food in aluminum foil and putting it into the oven? Can't do that. There's a link of Alzheimer's and aluminum. So I'm working with uh, ACAM for many years, for since 34 years now, with principles in integrative medicine. Hopefully uh, people will come and join us next week. I'm speaking uh, in a podcast, I believe, the same time, but uh, next Friday. And um, it was really great information, Tom. Uh, Dr. You. Tom, excuse me. I don't know you that formally yet. Sorry, uh, uh, all the information that everybody has been contributing
2: thank you so much yeah
0: and 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 for all all of you listening too um and then we'll we'll get back into conversation here but um We have our newsletter. Most of you already know that. We know we're sending out emails, sometimes more than once a month right now because there's just so much going on. But I'm going to be sure that you guys have, um, I know Dr. Tom O'Brien is going to be sharing some stuff with us today. We're going to be sure to put the links in our newsletter. Um, And also uh, uh, Dr. Dave, um, if you've got something coming up, um, I'm sure like, you know, this is good information. You want to hear your information from people who know what they're talking about, okay? And and so, you know, stay connected with Dr. Tom. Stay connected with Dr. Dave. If these guys are having, you know, coffee with Dr. Tom and, and Dr. Dave is gonna be on, on a podcast next week, jump in on this information. We'll make sure that we get the links so that we can put them into our uh, Facebook page. Um, so that you have those links. I'll mark it as an announcement. So it stays up at the top so that you can find it. We'll also put the information in our emails that we're sending out. So be sure that you're opening your emails from us. We're not just sending out random information. We're sending out information that you need to know. If we're sending you an email, you need to open it. It's like, if your mom sends you an email, what are you going to do? You're going to open the email. So if I'm sending you an email, open it because there's, there's important information in there that can really, really help you. And you're not alone. We're all here with you in this. This is why we're all jumping in. Dr. Dave doesn't normally do all of these podcasts, I'm sure. Dr. Tom O'Brien doesn't, you know, he's not just getting on now doing coffee with Dr. Tom just for the heck of it. We're all doing this for you guys. We're taking this extra time because we want you to know that we're here for you. We love you guys their answers and their solutions and so just stay connected with all of
2: us you know i see a comment here from kimberly that uh, warms my heart Uh, it says i read your book last year and the first thing i did was get rid of the plastic containers in my kitchen slowly over the last few months i have removed chemical cleaning products body and skin care and the last few processed foods Added a few supplements such as niacinamide and vitamin C. And one day I noticed how much better I feel. Now I'm going to do the daily root vegetables. So that's the path to success is one hour a week, you know, and you just take one thing. Then you take the next thing. Then you take the next thing. And if you don't start with one thing, you aren't going to go anywhere, right? We've all heard the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So just pick one thing, and all right, I'm going to dial this one down. And then you do one more thing, and then one more thing. That's how you get successful in this.
1: Absolutely. And Dr. Tom, I want to ask you about your, the link that you're going to offer today for our, our listeners. Um, you had this, did this work on a docu series. Tell us a little bit about that and how people can, can see that and take part in that.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's our pride and joy. Uh, Before I do, if I may, I've done this thing, uh, Coffee with Dr. Tom, for the last week, and they're all available. It's it's the dr.com forward slash coffee, and they're all there, and every day we talked about some other aspect of this viral threat we have right now, and you can pick up a lot of the pearls uh, there, so I just want to make sure to do a plug for that so everyone can take a look at that one, but my wife and I traveled the world. We went to seven different countries, interviewed a total of 85 different people, world leaders in the world of autoimmune diseases, the godfathers. I mean, I went to Oxford, England, and interviewed Professor Michael Marsh. And if you're a gastroenterologist and you do endoscopies, the category to see if you're a celiac, Marsh 1, Marsh 2, Marsh 3, this is Marsh, the godfather. And uh, Professor Yehuda Schoenfeld in Tel Aviv, Um, just all the greats, as many as I could find. And I interviewed them, and I'd read their research paper, so I knew what to ask them that was interpretable for everyday people to understand about your immune system and what influences your immune system. Then I went to doctors like Dr. Dave and others. I didn't know Dr. Dave, but people who were doing this type of work and who were following the recommendations of the researchers in their practice, their holistic medicine, integrative medicine, functional medicine practices, And then I interviewed the patients of those doctors who were compliant with the recommendations, reversing their MS, reversing their rheumatoid, reversing their chronic fatigue, reversing their lines again and again and again and again. And we put it online and uh, we called it betrayal, the autoimmune disease solution they're not telling you. And we've had over 600,000 people watch this, you know, and... um, it changes lives. It's, it's, it's an awakening for people. And because you know I, I had professionals put it together as a docu-series, kind of like a TV series. It goes on for eight episodes. It's all free. It's all free. So if you go to the dr.com forward slash betrayal, it's all there for you. And uh, I'll never forget the gal, 44 years old. The interview was in London. And she said, you know, I took the tube to come here today, that's the underground train. And she said, I walked the seven blocks from the tube station to get here, and that's not a big deal. And then she got teary-eyed and she said, but it is. And then we show you a picture of her two years ago, she was in a wheelchair, she couldn't walk at all, and she had seven lesions on her brain. And now we show her today, happy as can be, no symptoms whatsoever, two lesions left on her brain because she followed the principles of her functional medicine doctor, reversing the lesions on the brain, regenerating healthy brain tissue, and all her symptoms are gone. And we show you the same thing for rheumatoid and chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr virus and um, cytomegalovirus and psoriasis. And we show you this and you hear the story again and again and again from everyday people. And just like Kimberly's comment here, I read your book. I started with plastic containers. Slowly, she did the chemical cleaning products, then the body products, then the skin care products, and lastly, the processed foods. You take it one step at a time and get that toxic crud out, and the result is your body wants to be healthy. It wants to function well. It wants to be metabolically healthy. You have an entire new body every seven years. Every cell in your body regenerates, except your teeth. Every other cell regenerates. What are you regenerating? Healthier cells or the same disease cells? So to, to regenerate healthier cells, you have, and this takes us right back to my first comment about genetics. It's not the genes. It's what's around the genes. You want healthy cells? You have to create an environment around those cells that are healthier. Get the plasticizers out of there. Get the heavy metals out of there. Get the inflammatory foods out of there. And the result is you build healthier cells. So it's called Betrayal, and the URL is the dr.com forward slash betrayal. It's all there for you for free.
1: Thank you for offering that. I mean, I can't wait to see it. And I encourage everyone watching today and listening to this to go ahead and see it. It's in the chat box. The uh, link that Dr. Tom was talking about has been put there in the chat box for you. So we encourage you to go, to go and watch that. And again, Dr. Tom, thank you for, for offering that to all of, our, all of our listeners today.
2: You're very welcome. You're, my pleasure. My pleasure.
1: And
0: uh, yeah, and we would love to have you back anytime um, and, you know, any way that we can help support you or your listeners, um, you know, we're always, we're always here for each other. So oh, thank
2: you. Yes. So those two links I gave you for Betrayal and Coffee, those are great because people can get some applicable information that they can use.
0: That's so wonderful. And everybody, we are here for you guys we really love you guys. We're Thank so you. glad that you're here. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. My Go God. enjoy your day today. Appreciate you. Um, you know, we're so glad that you're here and, um, you know, and that you're, you're looking into, you know, keeping your health um, as a priority and that you're educating yourself because the, you know, the education that you get from attending things like this um, is is um, it compounds right and it's gonna help you in the long run so we're gonna go I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your day um, please um, you know drop some comments below if you're just absolutely loving this and uh, and we also are posting this a lot of you are asking you can watch the replays. We're also posting this on social media Um, in Facebook. We'll have it marked as a, you know, um, as an announcement. So it'll stay at the top, but we're also, we also have it in podcast form and we should have this up on iTunes very soon as well. Um, But right now we've got it on two other podcast platforms. And so, uh, yeah, thank you so much and um, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Bye.